Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Don't it up. If you love reality, this is Big Brother. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. Five pumpkin. My You're going to love the Real House Husbands podcast. The Real House Husbands. The oh, Housewives. <laughs> Talking all things reality, both on screen and in real life. You will never believe what happened next. Because sometimes it's juicier. He yeah. goes out of their way to go and say that to someone. Get ready, because it's about to get real in here. With your hosts, Tim and Rod. The mortalist of them all. Tim, Rod. You are the winners of the amazing. Welcome back to another episode of the Real House Husbands podcast. Yes. Yes. Today we are doing a drunken confessional with the Bachelorette 2020, Ellie Miles. She's on her way over to the studio right now and we are so excited. I am obsessed with Ellie and she's become one of our really good friends, which is even better. So we're going to try and get her to spill some tea that we may already know. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got to think of that. We are obsessed with reality TV and every single good reality show, let's face it, has booze involved. <laughs> it really does. Like anything entertaining on television comes from like a drunken argument, a drunken fight. Like our podcast is The Real House Husbands. Like look at all the Real Housewives franchises. Like there's, don't you come after my husband moments. There's <laughs> everything in it. You always- slut pig. Like <laughs> honey. Always starts with like a lick it up housewife. Yeah, 100%. So we thought, let's do a drunken confessional, not just to each other, but to the entire world. So before Ellie gets to the studio, we're going to do studio. It's bloody a bedroom in the back of our house. (laughs) I'm trying to sound bougie, but once Ellie gets here, we'll do it with her. But we thought we'll go first. So right under the bus here. I'm handing the baton to you. You're drunken confessional. The stage is yours. All righty. All righty. Well, I'm going to take everybody back to Kentucky. So I was in Europe on Kentucky. I was 21 years old. And Goals. Let, let's face it, Kentucky, if anyone's ever done a Kentucky, you are drunk the whole time. <laughs> like I started in like a sail in Croatia. Wow. Um, so it was like eight days sailing the islands of Croatia. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I really slept. Like I reckon I slept a oh. few hours in the whole eight days. Could you imagine doing that now? Impossible. Oh gosh. It takes me like four days to get over <laughs> one big night, let alone oh a week of drinking. Yeah, me too. But like literally you would go out all night. You had to be back on the boat before seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And like the clubs are still open over there. You just go out party and we're like, oh my gosh, it's quarter to seven. We've got to like stumble our way back to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd take it down the Volca Red Bull and take it on top of the boat. It was just <gasps> incredible. But then I backed up that Kentucky in 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 Sail Croatia, yeah, to like a twenty five day all over the rest of Europe. Um, oh my god, <laughs> how are you still alive? I don't know. <laughs> but it got to a point where we're in Switzerland, right? Yeah. Um, and we had this. There was this like bar. There was about four Kentucky groups at this big hostel place. Yeah. And this bar attached to it. We got. So wasted. It was the biggest nights. The night started like every night with tequila shots. Oh. It was crazy. <laughs> anyway, well, literally speaking of that sound effect, oh my God. I got so wasted 
passed out, <laughs> don't even remember going to bed. Yeah. The next morning, hungover as hell, I thought, hey, I'm going to go downstairs to um, have a shower. And I go into the the dormitory bit, whatever you call it. Yeah. And- Go in, there was vomit <gasps> everywhere from literally in the toilet cubicles, into the shower, into the basin. It was just everywhere. And it's I'm disgusting. like, who the fuck did this? This is disgusting. And so I went back upstairs and yeah. whinged everyone about like, honestly, if you can't control your booze, don't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our rod. That, <gasps> that was you. Oh, no. <laughs> so you were a sicko who spewed everywhere. Yeah. Oh, everyone would have hated your guts. They did. Well, literally, my guts were all over the floor. <laughs> that would have stank. <laughs> did it just reek? Yeah, but not many people knew me. So I just got, I was like, oh. they're like, oh, who did that? I'd be like, oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> did you get like a crazy little wig disguise and a fake moustache and hide it for the rest of the no, Kentucky just trip? The next, the next destination, I think, was Austria. And they were like, Rod, you're not having tequila shots oh, at the my- start of the time. <laughs> you're going to be the, the same one that like, does not spew again. That's so good. <laughs> All right. I can't be the only drunk here. So you're oh, my, my Mate, mine is so embarrassing. I know you, like, I did a year, a year away in uh, Canada. I was working overseas for a year. So like a gap year. A gap year, pretty much, oh. yeah. In Banff, Canada. It was the most magical place ever. It was so beautiful. But this is before I'd come out to anyone. So I was still in the closet. A little straight boy. And I was still a little straight boy. <laughs> and my mission for the trip, though, was to, I was like, I had to lose my virginity. I was still a virgin <laughs> as well. And I was like, I, I knew I was gay deep down, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep with a chick. And I'm just going to prove to the world that I'm straight. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was, still, <laughs> I was still struggling with my sexuality. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep with a girl. How old uh, are you here? Like 19 was, or something? Yeah, just turned 19. Whoa. Um, so I was still very sexually confused. Obviously, deep down, I knew I was gay, but I was trying to mask it with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> but uh, there was this one girl who I was, I was obsessed with because she looked exactly like Miley Cyrus. Oh, don't blame me. <laughs> I'm probably still leaving for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> well, I wanted to be Miley so bad, which is probably why I gravitated to Towards his chick. Yeah. Well, long story short, we we started kissing, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna lose my virginity to this girl." And I just could Did she not know this. No, no. Think, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm kissing you, so I'm gonna bang you. Well, she knew what I wanted her, but I think she was <laughs> like, "I oh, know." We're, we're both very drunk, and I just could not get an erection. I, I kept trying to shut my eyes, and I was thinking of a man, and it was that was helping me a little bit. But I just there was obviously <laughs> there was no way I could physically have sex with this. This chick, this Miley lookalike, yeah. it was not going to happen. So it was so embarrassing. I could got, could not get an erection and I left <laughs> so embarrassed and I went straight to the club. I dead set. I went to drink my sorrows away. Oh. I was at the club, humiliated and embarrassed and LMFAO shots came on. Yes, you know I that song? That Still song. to this day, it shut, puts shut, the shut, biggest shut, shut. spring in my backside. When that comes on, it is impossible not to want to drink. So I was like straight to the bar, like a bead of the honey and moss of the light. Yep. And I was neck and back shot trying to drink that memory of my limp penis away. Well, what's your drink of choice? <laughs> I was just going any, the cheapest shots there was. Yeah. I was 19, I was like- The house vodka. Give me some straight up house vodka. <laughs> well, I wrote myself off and I kid you not, when I say I blacked out and I literally woke up in prison. What? Like, I woke up in like a cell and I was like, where the hell am I? I thought I was in one of the Saw movies because there was like- Two other guys like passed out next to me. I thought they were dead. And I was behind this bar, this metal cell block door, like out of Chicago. I know you. You would have like freaked the fuck out. I was like, hello, hello. 
like, help. And this, this what are they called? Policeman Police. walked over, looked down at me and goes, mate, oh, mate. He goes, you're in the drunk, <laughs> you're in the drunk pit, the drunk cell. You were so <gasps> out of control drunk last night that we had to lock you up. Oh my I gosh. Over felt- in Canada, did they do your, um, like, did they like get your thumbprint and <laughs> stuff like that? Did you have to go stand in front of them crazy walls? Oh my God. They put me in front of a wall. They, oh, gave, they, me actually those, did. they gave me those <laughs> crazy numbers, like out of the Lady Gaga telephone music video. <laughs> yeah. I just stand there, watch. They were taking photo after photo. I was so humiliated. Well, yeah, they, they hose you down. <laughs> they should have because I reeked like a <laughs> sicko. I was covered in booze, probably covered in piss. Oh, my God. I, it was the, the night from hell. But I learned from my mistakes. I've never been locked up again. Wait, have you got thankfully. a criminal record? I don't think so. I think I was obviously being a serial um, public pest and they just locked me up to get me off the streets but also to shake me into some hard, cold hard truths of mate you need to sober up okay <laughs> if we um go to canada and we get like like stopped at the border yeah, literally not let <laughs> in at the border i'm still going in all right? but the funny thing was i was terrified but i went back there the next day because I, I didn't have any souvenirs of the trip and i was like what would be a better souvenir no, than my, yeah. cr- my what are they called crime shot no. what are they called <laughs> mug, no, shot. mug shot that's it <laughs> so i went back looking for my, my mug shot and they said no mate we're not giving you that piss off yeah, we're but, not going to uh, reward you for your bad behavior <laughs> <laughs> but honestly like i said i've never i've never been locked up again so i definitely left from my oh, mistake well, good boy <laughs> <laughs> but we are so there are our confessions we're excited to hear ellie and we can't wait till she shows up here and we can have a few jelly shots and chat to Ellie Miles. Yes, can't wait. Australia and the world fell in love with our next guest when she was a participant on the 2019 season of The Bachelor. She then graced our screens last year in a world first when her and her sister were Australia's bachelorettes. She's not just a stunner, but is dead set one of the most genuine and kindest people we have ever met. Yes! Please welcome our bestie, Ellie! Yes! (laughs) Point of the goddamn world! Big on Oprah, baby! (laughs) Fuck yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm so happy to be here. So if you didn't already get by that intro, we're a little bit lit. And this podcast (laughs) is a little bit different because this is a drunk podcast. We've already had a few drinks. And that's really good because Ellie becomes a little bit more loose-lipped when we are drinking. Doesn't she ever? (laughs) I want to paint a picture. We were literally before this twerking in the streets, strutting up and down the street, filming each other, getting our Beyonce, Destiny's Child fantasies. (laughs) We are lit for the gods and we are so honestly so happy to have Ellie here because she's not just a good friend of ours, but Australia loves this chick. You and your sister... The whole bloody world fell in love with you guys. World first, <laughs> bachelorettes. Can you believe it even happened? Like, do you look back on that and think, holy shit, I was on that show? I honestly look back at anything that I've done on TV and I just feel like it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in a good way or? In just a way that it's like you look back, like you never ever think you'd do something so crazy in your life and then <laughs> you look back and you've done it and you're just like, what the hell? I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, before we get too far in, I feel yeah. like we need to set some ground rules here. Yes. A drunk pod wouldn't be a drunk pod without some rules. <laughs> 100. <And> so, <laughs> like we're not stupid. We tried to get Ellie a bit drunk so she should be a bit loose-lipped, right? So, <laughs> if there is a question today that you do not want to answer i'm afraid ellie but you need to drink if you do not answer a question about us and i reckon the second anyone says bachelor or bachelorette 
We all have to drink. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yes. Okay, so they're, they're the, rule, the oh, rules are more, set. One more, one more. Yeah. Ellie, iconic word that she always <laughs> says is 100. Yes. <laughs> so if she uh, says 100, we have to drink. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I want, I want to jump into the deep end. You and old mate Fraser. So, Fraser, people who didn't watch the show, Ellie picked Fraser. From the get-go, did you have a connection with him? Did you know from day one, this is the bloke I want to choose in the end? This is the guy I'm feeling those crazy feels for? Honestly, like I think like the second that I met um, Fraser, F-bomb, we can call it F-bomb. F-bomb. Yeah. What? No way. Is that because he's a fuckwit? <laughs> Up for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon from, yeah, look, honestly, like from the second that I met him in like the show, I was just like, oh, yeah, there's a bit of something about this guy. Like I was definitely drawn to him. Um, he's a good looking dude. Like he's good looks, uh, next level. Yeah, 100. <laughs> Drink. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to get messy. I feel it. No shit. My honest, honestly, oh my like, instead of saying yes, I just say 100. <laughs> you just said it. Drink. We should have gotten a, a spew bucket in case one of us, like, oh, projectiles. No. This equipment's way too expensive for that, people. We got spews this shit. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but so you, you felt it, Elle. You felt it. Yeah. But do you know what? Like, I, I, like, look back to the moment, like, being, like, I guess when it was all happening and thinking like, oh yeah, wow, it's amazing. Like, you know, he's great and stuff. But like in hindsight, I kind of just think like maybe he just, oh, maybe he was just, I guess, maybe he reminded me a little bit of two of my exes. And maybe that's why I was drawn to him. Like I've honestly thought that, like maybe it was like familiar, familiarity. Oh, (laughs) the drinks are kicking in. Jelly shots. <laughs> <laughs> the jelly shot queen. But L, do you remember we we actually all hung out at the beach and you this is like just after you'd finished filming, so you you knew who you had chose. You wouldn't tell us, obviously, because of the contracts and that, but you said to us, I think I've met my person. Yes. So yeah. obviously for you, you were pretty caught up in with this guy, and then things just didn't work out. Like, how did it go from this is my person to it not being your person. Yeah. <laughs> the shit hit the fan, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just throw up in your mouth? That was a little bit. <laughs> I think what happened, crikey, honestly, like I think just me going on Bachelorette in general, like I'm, I'm someone that doesn't do anything unless – I'm 100% certain and I know that I'm going to give 110%. So I think the fact that I went and did that, like I I had the utmost, like I had hopes and dreams that whoever I would find out of it was going to be the person that I'd end up with. So I think like I tried to believe in that so hard, even like following, I guess, filming and everything Mm -hmm. and like when we were separated like um, and stuff. I think I just tried to believe in that and I was just like, no, this is it. Like this is, you know, this has got to be him because there were definitely really, you know, genuine feelings there for him and I really did feel them back from Fraser. Like at the time, well, at the time of filming and then just like immediately after, but, you know, shit went downhill obviously. But like (laughs) I think I just, I just really, really, really wanted it to work out. So Mm. I... 
I think I held on longer than maybe I should have, but at the end of the day, I guess, I, I still look back and I'm like, at least, you know, at least I know that I did everything in my power that I could do and I know, like, looking back that I gave it 110%. For sure. El, I want to know, Ed, with Fraser, I want you to give us your best and worst feature. So, like, did he have amazing eyes and, like, real hairy balls or, like, a beautiful <laughs> a beautiful ass but, like, a manky toe? Like, give us your best and worst feature of Fraser. Pretty much what Tim, Tim's asking is, did Fraser have a nice penis? <laughs> Describe his penis in depth, girl. <laughs> the stage is yours. Fuck. Um, uh, Your know. best and worst. Because okay. he was a really good looking dude, yeah. Mm, I feel like it's a bit of a double-edged sword if we talk oh. about the penis. <gasps> what do you mean, like, goods and bads? Crazy yeah. hook? The, the best is also the worst. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, do you keep it a sec? What do you mean? The best was the worst. Decipher that. It's a riddle. What? We're going to ask everyone on Instagram how to decipher that. <laughs> what was the thing about him, though, that you just melted? Was there something? His eyes, his skin, his tats, uh, his whatever. Honestly, like, it's funny because it's like now that I think about it, I'm like, nah. But, like, at the time, mm. I remember I really just, I thought, like, I loved, like, visually I loved his eyes. Wow. But, like, I think I thought he was just, like, a really genuine bloke. Like mm. at the time. <laughs> at the time. When did it go to shit? At the time. <laughs> Take us through when it went to shit. What happened? Uh, so, crikey, honestly. I think it was honestly just like the best thing ever until I think until he got out of quarantine and like went back into the real world, back into Brisbane. And yeah. like I remember him, like this is like a bit of a quote from him. He was like, I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'm still the same Fraser. And I think he had like a bit of an ego thing going on. Like mm. he was the top dog, kind of like mad bloke in Brisbane. And I think he just wanted to uphold that image. Yeah. And wow. um, yeah, I think like from that point, like from the moment I guess he sort of got out of the bubble. Yeah. The bachelor, bachelorette bubble. Anyone yeah. who's been in it could understand what it is. And, like, I think for me, like, I just wanted, like, it wasn't a bubble for me. I was like, I'm, I want this You're to be a part of my it. life. Yeah. You know, like, th this isn't a bubble. But I think um, the second he got out, it was just like, I think that's when everything started to go downhill. <gasps> so this is a very, very sensitive one. There was a lot of rumours about other girls that he was talking to in Brisbane and obviously a long-term relationship and whatnot. Um, you've spoken about your exes burning you and that sort of stuff before. How did you react when you started reading things that he might not have been faithful to you? Whoa. Because it was, it was headlines, he cheated on you. Like, is that true? I... I <laughs> Diesel, Diesel's, Diesel's outside. Diesel's like, yes, it's fucking true. I'm going to fucking bite that. That <laughs> <laughs> dog's protective is about. Diesel loves Ellie. Yes. <clears throat> so give us a TL. Did he cheat on you or? I guess how can you really know until like that person admits it to you? And yeah. no, Fraser has definitely not admitted that to me. Whoa. He's definitely always denied it. But there, like from the day that everything was aired about like us being together and like who I chose and whatnot, like there were things like people approach me on Instagram saying like, no, yeah, you know, he's done this, he's done that. Whoa. But I think like I just had like the highest hopes. I was very, I guess. 
I don't know, naive and I guess caught up in just hoping the best for the situation yeah. that like, you know, hopefully he wouldn't do that to me because I have had that done to me in the past before and like we had spoken about it and I was like, please, like, you know, if there's ever anything like if, if you're ever unhappy, just leave me, just don't like, yeah. don't do that to me. Like actually, like we had that conversation immediately after um, the show and like when we spent three days together, like directly after um, filming and everything and <laughs> I guess you never know when like these like skanky girls are just gonna like go to Daily Mail and press and, and make mm. up bullshit as well just yeah. to cause drama yeah I think I think you do yeah exactly like you don't know what people's intentions are and like anything that Fraser said to me I was definitely convinced that whatever he would say to me was the truth I was like and, and I'm someone that loves to think the best of other people and yeah. I I at the time definitely felt that everything he said to me was genuine and I was like, you know what, like this is just crazy. Like all <laughs> I like you can't even possibly imagine what it's like to have like the whole nation looking in on your relationship and your love mm. life and, and, you know, judging it and like weighing in on it. Yeah. And, and it's just like it, it caused a lot of stress and anxiety for me and I was just like, holy moly, what do I even believe? What do I do? And I was just trying to trust my gut at the end of the day. Yes. But, like, mate, honestly, I don't know. Like, I even had a chick, like, this week message me and be like, oh, you know, like, my boyfriend was at the same Bucks party in Ellie Beach and said he mm. he admitted to doing it. And I don't oh. know. Like, I, I still get messages to this day, like, people weighing in on that point in my life. Like, I don't even know if you call it a relationship. Like, I don't think it was. Like, it, it honestly was Whoa. just, I don't think it was. No. I, I really don't think it was a relationship. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. just mentioned before that like you've had exes like cheat on you and like betray your trust like and now like there's this like weird space with Fraser you don't really know the truth going forwards obviously like you're still gorgeous you're a catch like <laughs> yeah it's catch you, of the century yeah do you have like trust issues moving forward um definitely yeah for sure I think that's something that I will continue to have to work through yeah. uh it's funny. It's like even just like little things, like whether you don't know for sure whether they've like fucked you over and cheated on you. Like yeah. I, every single, pretty much every single relationship or extended period of time that I've spent with someone, they've like I think I found out that they've been like messaging another girl or done it's something shady. And wow. Honestly, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Call them out, girl. Call them out. <laughs> All guys are dicks. <laughs> Unless you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ellie, in hindsight, did you wish you kind of chose Joey or looking back on that experience, do you think, shit, I should have chose old mate and not Fraser? 
Or anyone else in the group. Oh, yeah. If you're looking back on it, would you have chosen anyone differently? Definitely you should have chosen, like, oh, sure. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy? <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> oh, my God. Pascal, what a what a up. Oh, God. No, like, looking back, looking back, um, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't like to look back on any decision that I've made in my life and think, like, I should have done something different because you can you could think about that in any kind of scenario yes. in your life. You could always look back on, like, choices you've made and be like, I should have done this. Like, if it didn't work out, like, in hindsight. <laughs> so, I just think, like, I – do you know what? Like, I, I think where I'm at in my life now – and how happy I am and, and like how many, I guess, even though I went through a really shit time with, I guess, Fraser and like what I had to face afterwards, like with anxiety and just yeah. like I had to really like dig deep to try and overcome some trust issues that I've had as a result of not only him but just like past experience in relationships. Like yeah. if I hadn't have, I guess, had all of those challenges, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And I feel like I'm really on the road to be so self-aware and so connected to myself and so just like, thank fuck I went through all that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like while it was fucked at the time and I'm going through it and like I'm just like in my mind I've like got like this little reassuring voice being like, it's going to be okay, babe. Like, you know. That's so good. You'll you'll get through the end of the tunnel. There'll be light there, I'm sure. Like I don't try to reassure myself. But, like, I feel like I'm, like, actually getting there now and I'm just, like, looking back and I'm, like, oh, fuck, thank God. And I'm, like, you know what? I'm glad for the lessons. Like, might have been a sh- bit of a shit bloke, but he was a great lesson. Oh, so. yeah. that's and beautiful. Obviously, we we met you and became friends with you between your season on, um, like, The Bachelor and then yes. when you became The Bachelorette. Yeah. And we honestly, I can say we've think you've like transformed. You I think have, you, Elle, you have. You're literally like inspiration, not just to us, but like anyone that follows you on Instagram, like yes. you're, you're fitter, your mindset is in this really strong place. You're so just, positive. Yeah, inspiration. Like like just that's why you're here right now. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like you just like radiate <laughs> positivity and we're obsessed with you. Yeah. But do you know what though? Like I've said this to you guys before just like on a personal level because we are such great friends. Like the time like immediately after being on Bachelorette when I was like just trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, I had like such a high level of anxiety that I felt like there was a hand like wrapped around my throat. That's what it felt like. I felt like someone was kind of choking me and not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that off air. What was that from, El? From all the pressure, all the fucking stress. I think everything. it was just a physical symptom that I was experiencing from anxiety, and like I've never really had anxiety before, like yeah. until that, like until that experience, and like it was relentless. Like I wake up and I'd be like, "Am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay?" And then uh-huh. it would just be like boom, like a hand around my my throat, and That's crazy. just felt like I was being choked, kind of thing, and like something like I've spoken about this before in terms of like you know, going to airlocker and doing that physical activity and just like, you know, doing something that gets your mind off it that would like alleviate that awful feeling. But I said to you guys, like you guys – like exudes so much positive energy oh. that you would do that for me. Like if I would go to a bloody gym session with you two when I was in like the darkest places, I would leave and I would just be like, oh, my God, like fucking relief. Like thank <laughs> Jesus. I would like look up to the heavens and be like, thank you. 
Ellie, I want to know the two though. In that house, in that mansion with all those dudes, <laughs> how many of those guys did you actually see their penis? <laughs> <laughs> and Dude. before you pick Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you just answered. <laughs> Wait, before you pick Fraser, had you slept with him slash seen his penis? No, go back. Oh, answer the first question. So you saw, so you saw two of the dudes' penises. Wait, at what point of the thing? Wait, in the whole, in the whole experiment, experiment. Out of, wait, no, okay, wait. Let me just let me clarify this. Out of all the guys yes. that were on the show, yes. We just take a step back and we look at all the guys lined up, and you say, Ellie, how many dicks have you seen out of that? And I was just say two. Okay. So, so, Joey and Fraser. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that makes sense. Who had a bigger dick? <gasps> I'm going to have a drink. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that's the first time that you've actually utilised your, like, out there to have a drink. Had you, so if you don't mind me asking, had you slept with Fraser before you chose him as your winning dude? No. Could you imagine wow. if he was a dad root, though, after you've, like, oh, gone through this stuff, whole process right? and you're like, Fraser, I choose you. And then, and then like, you go away and you're three days and you're like, okay, what he lasts, like, five seconds. <laughs> no, wait, so you guys hadn't even been together physically before you chose him. No, so, like, in the- That's a ballsy move. I know. <laughs> That's a ballsy move. No, like, um, <laughs> crikey, oh, my goodness. I think the drinks are kicking. <laughs> guys, can I go to the bathroom because my bladder's about to explode? <laughs> Pee break. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Do you still have contact with Matt Matt Agnew? Is it Agnew? Agni? Agnew? <laughs> no, but do you still do you still DM Maddie from your season at all? No, 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 no way. You don't um, have any contact nah, with him whatsoever. No. Nah, what I about did. any of the girls? Sorry, any of the girls? Any of the girls from that season? The girls that I am still like quite like actually good friends with, like mm. to this day, are um, Kristen and Nicole. Oh, yeah, no and way. I just saw heaps of Emma Roach as well, like. Um, but I guess the main, like from like at this point in time, the ones that I'm most close with are definitely like. Who was the biggest bitch from the whole season? The biggest bitch. Hey, you just want nothing to do with like. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think back who was on it. I'm trying to go through. I love, I love how you wait for that question after we've like fed him copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know. I'm trying to think like who was nasty to who. Like, and I think, um, I think there were definitely a lot of people that were nasty to Abby. Um, Because she got a bit of like the villain of that season. Could you see yourself rekindling that relationship with Abby? 
I don't have any like hard feelings towards Abby at all. Like, yeah. um, I think what we all went through, like as a collective, like you can't even possibly really imagine what it's like yeah. going through that kind of like multiple girls trying to go for like a singular guy mm. yeah. at the same time. I don't think like anyone can truly understand what it's like until they go through that. Um, but oh. well, that's a gift for you coming on the pod today. We've got Abby's vibrator that we'll give you. <laughs> 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 no, I think she, I th- honestly, I think she's fucking killing it. And I think yeah, good on her. I think that's mint. When you're releasing um, your own vibrators, that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> I know. Yes. But like bringing it back to your season, something that was pretty controversial <gasps> and we were like, yes, girl, get it, <gasps> is when Pascal had comments about you and Becky. I think the comment was, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like he said something along the lines of, um, couldn't have the network got prettier girls to be Bachelorette. And when it got back to you and Becky, you girls were like, oh, bitch, I don't <laughs> think so. And you confronted him and kicked him out of the house. This is the most iconic moment of the whole season. This toss bag legit said, yeah, like the show could have gotten hotter chicks. We were fuming. I could not even imagine how you girls would have felt in the moment. Take yourself back to that. What were you thinking? <laughs> and like, would you have said more shit to him and ripped him to shreds even more? So, like, yeah, so <laughs> there was a bit of a situation where it unfolded that, like, we found out from, like, other guys and mm. from our undercover cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Domo. Our, yeah, Domo. Our undercover, <laughs> and, like, our yeah. undercover cousin, Mitch, as well, that, like, he'd been saying a bit of shit, just being like, oh, they could have. They could have picked hotter chicks. Actually, Aggie oh, said that one yeah. of those Aggie, and Aggie's a good bloke. Like, yeah. nice dude. Yeah, there's no way that you would like hear that from Aggie and like question his intentions because mm. he's just, you know, he's like, you know, what what else do I have to gain here? Like, I'm just trying to be honest with you girls. Like, I have respect for you both. So. Yeah, yeah, because Pascal came out after that episode aired and he said that he went to producers and said that um, he wanted out, that, that that he thought you girls were awesome girls, but there wasn't a, like, emotional connection there. And then the producers span this story and got Aggie to say these things and all the rest of it. But, like, I call BS on it because, like, he didn't, I guess there's editing in that, but he didn't really even try and defend himself. It was just like, uh, 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 I don't know. And then he's like, bitch, bye. <laughs> Has he slid into your DMs, L, that Pascal guy to be like, sorry, I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Those words weren't truthful or anything like that. He's definitely slid into my DMs once or twice. I can't actually remember exactly. I could look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't like, responded though because I just don't have – like, I don't give my energy to people that I think that are just kind of, like, full of shit. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah. I guess what happened at the end of the day, like, he said some stuff. Unfortunately, the stuff that he said ended up coming out on TV and obviously it's a TV show, so mm. they, they yeah. ran it away a certain way. But you know what? It was pretty well in line with the way that what he happened? said it. Yeah. But but looking back, like he's gone through it and be like, oh, fuck, probably shouldn't have said that. Maybe I don't agree with that. Oh, you know, I've learned a bit of a lesson. Like that sucks. But He tried to know, make himself look like a saint though in all his after interviews about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. He's definitely played the victim. I'll definitely say that. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a moment at the Bachelor where you were so drunk you look back and think, oh, my God, I was on TV and I was trashed? Yeah, yeah. 
Which, which part? Most of. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like I was so nervous the whole time and like, I, like I knew that I – I sort of knew what I wanted to do, like, right up until the end. So, like, yeah, yeah. like pretty close. Like, you know, I, I sort of got to the end of the whole experience and I, ha- I had it pretty much figured out. And, like, it was just really hard. Like, it's, it's, it's so hard to not just be honest with how you're feeling. And, yeah. like, that was, like, a huge source of anxiety for me because I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, God, like, this is killing me. Like, this is honestly killing me. Like, not being honest with people and just having to go through the motions. And I know that other people that have been in the same position where they've had to do the same thing that they could relate. Mm. But, like, it was hard. It was really, really hard. So, Elle, if you had a magic wand and you have to pick one guy, could be, like, the bachelor or one of the contestants that you will marry and have kids with across all the Australian seasons, you got to pick one. Fuck. Who would it be? She's going to drink again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any, any of the male contestants or female, any of the bachelors or bachelorettes, you got to pick one person that you were going to knuckle down with for the rest of your life, pump out a few kids and live happily ever after. Who is the person you were going to pick? I think, honestly, I would take a drink, but, like, if we're saying it like that, I could definitely, like, knuckle down with Angie. Turn straight for Angie. If I was going to give my honest, honest answer, like like um, heterosexual answer, from my perspective, I would definitely drink a drink. Well, Ellie, thank you for being like one of our best friends. Like over the last 12 months, you've literally become one of our best friends ever. Thank you so much for coming on the Real House Husbands podcast. And thanks for giving us some tea, girl. <laughs> Ellie, thanks for getting wasted with us. <laughs> Ellie Miles, you're a dead set, the legit bitch <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. That legit bitch. Could you hear Tim slurping my balls? <laughs> We've frothing you so much. You're honestly the most kindest, nicest, genuinest, operist person we've ever met. <laughs> you honestly, you make us smile and you make us so happy. And we are living that you came here to chat with us. We couldn't be happier. She came Thanks. here for our alcohol. <laughs> Ellie Miles, you're the queen of all queens. Thank you so much. We're obsessed with you. Thank you so much, Ellie Miles. We love you! (laughs) Guys, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Like, honestly, the whole time. The pre-drinks. Can we can we have like a little like we're gonna sit, we're gonna burst in a song right now? Ellie, what song? Britney? Oh fuck, why did I just have Britney Spears (laughs) toxic come into my head? If you taste of her lips, I'm wondering You're toxic, come to Belinda Our album's coming out soon Bye, bitches! We love you, Ellie! Bye! Bye, bitch! <laughs>
We are back in our studio, as <laughs> yes. Tim likes to call it, the next morning because we are dusty as all hell and forgot to do an outro with Ellie, well, yesterday. We dead set have dragged our hungover AF asses out of bed. My head is pulsating like crazy. Uh, I feel like is dizzy. Your, is yours like rusty? Jelly dusty? shots were a bad idea. Oh, my God. But long story short, guys, the painted picture in your head of what happened after that recording, we were all dancing around the house like crazy. The Britney Spears, the Pussycat Dolls, we're watching RuPaul. I love it. It was the best night ever. Um, would not surprise me if we got a few knocks on the door this morning from the neighbours giving us a few noise complaints because uh-huh. we were out of control. Yeah, but if that, if that happens, I was going to be like, oh, no, it's fine. It was just Ellie Miles, the bachelorette. <laughs> she was forcing us to party. <laughs> Blame her. <laughs> but we have so many other amazing guests lined up over yes. the next coming weeks. We're so excited to tell you who they all are. Yeah, it's a secret for now, yeah, but now stay tuned. Tight-lipped. Yes. But if you have been enjoying our podcast, we appreciate it if you share it across all of your social medias and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Tim and Rod to keep up to date with all things The Real House Husbands podcast. Yes, do not miss next week's epi- episode. Episode. <laughs> Tim's still drunk. I'm still wasted. <laughs> Get me another jelly shot. We are out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next week on The Real House Husbands podcast. Bye, bye, bye. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to The Real House Husbands podcast. Bye, pumpkin. Keep up to date with at Tim and Rod on Instagram. Doing what we love to do the most. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode.